cult classic, not bestseller. Hello and welcome to Look at the Adjective. We aren't here to podcast because Jinder Mahal got a title shot and we're fucking furious about it. He hasn't won in a year. <laughs> What's the cage match rating? <laughs> I am Johnny the Brain Macknan and I'm joined as always by a man who falls flat on his face once every 15 minutes or so. A man who starts third but always finishes last. A man <laughs> who seems to continuously be treated unfairly. Is the real pods champion, the original 60-minute man, nature boy Mark Flather. <laughs> Mark Flather. <laughs> oh, you do, mate. You all right? Uh, not bad, mate. How are you? How are you? Rumble yeah. week. Rumble week. So what we're doing today is rumbling on through. Yeah. But let's get ready to rumble, Michael Buffer style. <laughs> or PJ and Duncan. PJ and Duncan made. Watch us wreck this Mike's psych. <laughs> <laughs> so what we thought we'd do today would be another past tense, but this time we'll deviate from the NWA slash WCW of your, and we're going to go watch what is genuinely considered the best rumble of all time. Yeah. 1992. Well, cr- critically acclaimed. <laughs> critically acclaimed, yeah, exactly. I mean, we watched 97 recently, and that was the belter. Right. Yeah. And we're not talking about pay-per-view in general. We're talking about the actual Rumble match. But first, last night, a little something-something went down on Raw. Yeah. Old uh, CM Punk and the Cody Roadster yeah. came face-to-face for the first time since Punk came back, I think. And, you I mean, know, they, had a very, they had a brief sort of passing on a backstage bit, but this is the first segment dedicated to him, I think. Which is interesting, because it's babyface versus babyface. Well, mm. is Punk a babyface, or is Punk just like Punk and does yeah. flip-flops and does what he needs to do? To, He's just whatever you know. he is, isn't he? He just doesn't, he doesn't really yeah. have a, an alignment, I would say. Because uh, old Cody is, as we all know, the ultimate, ultimate well, babyface. He's everything he ever wanted to be now, isn't he? He's the most over babyface in possibly wrestling. Probably, yeah. I mean, I think Punk is probably as over. Yeah. At the moment. Punk has, Punk has a little bit of divisiveness to him, doesn't he? It was, that's done. That's the beauty of him. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, Co- Cody's just, he's just gone from <laughs> AEW way, was, he sort of had to sort of do his own shit because no one else would sort of do anything with him. Until now, he's just like, well, he's one of the top stars. He's he's the one they're grooming to be the next big guy, and he really. But the the thing is with him, he's like, with with WWF, you normally when you get those baby faces who are like quite in with like the kids and stuff, like he's quite like well loved by the kids. It's normally the adults, like the the adult fan base, don't really like him. But like you don't get that. You're not really getting that with Cody. He's got a really strong support from the fans, which is in the key demo. In the, in the key demo, like you know, <laughs> like 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 I'm just like I'm just going back to like Cena and stuff. Loved by the kids, adult fan base weren't so keen on him, were they? It just doesn't seem to be that way with Cody. And I just think I think like what I was saying to you earlier, like the, like that is probably the best segment they could have ever put on on a dynamite, and they've and it and it's happening on Raw. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's people have been saying that for the you know for. About eighteen months. What's the biggest match AEW can put on? Rhodes versus Punk, but it'll be in WWE, sadly. Yeah. And it's just, it just, yeah, it's mental. 
But as a segment, I thought it was pretty fucking good. I thought it was mint. I think the whole the whole build towards this rumble's been quality. Like Yeah, it's not been not been too shabby yeah. at all. Like you've got like quite a few like big stars in there. Like obviously you've got Punk, you've got McIntyre who's on a I'm I'm enjoying what McIntyre's doing at the minute. I think he's he's on a good little definitely, run. Definitely, definitely. Cody obviously. Gunther's in it. There's gonna be some surprises. Yeah. I just think it's I think it's gonna be really exciting. And like you said, the promo last night was good. I, I like the fact that they didn't like just do the obvious and go for like, oh, let's d- drop a few AU, AUW comments in there because at the end of the day, gives a shit. Nobody, <laughs> nobody. Because <laughs> even if they did do it, would that audience even get it? Because who the fuck watches it? So it's like, a completely different audience than it. Do you know what I mean? It's, that's yeah. much more a casual audience, and like you said, a lot of kids who, yeah. who aren't bothered about cage match ratings, fucking observer yeah. star ratings, or fucking any of that kind of stuff. So I had to look at it like what I was like when I was like 10. Yeah. Ironically, it's like Rumble 92. I was like nine. So, yeah. um, and I'm thinking I, all I wanted to do was just pop for my favorites. That's all I wanted to do. I didn't give yeah. a shit about work great. I didn't, do you know what I mean? And and yeah. a lot of WWE isn't about work great or this, that, and the other. It's just about personalities. And they're the yeah. things that get over the most. Yeah. You know what I mean? On a mainstream level. Yeah, and these two have got personality in abundance, haven't they? Well, Punk certainly has, and I was never sold on Cody, as you well know. Yeah. But since he's come back to WWE, because he's not been left to his own devices and he's been reined in a little bit, and it's not like I must do every fucking super-duper babyface thing to get over, I'm well more on board with him now than I ever have been. Well, to be fair, I mean, he's got professionals there, and and he, do you know what I mean? And there's there's a there's a structure, and there's a there's a there's a hierarchy. You say maybe that maybe that wouldn't work this week. Maybe you don't do that, and that and you need that. Yeah, all for like creative freedom and all that. But you do need a little bit of structure in some places, don't you? Otherwise, it's just fucking chaos. And then you've got Punk, who's just he's ne- he's never let, he's never missed a beat on the mic. No, some of the no, some no. of the some of the bits that he was going to. Did you see that bit where he was sort of like he harpened back to like. I was like, oh, you, you've you've carried the company for two years, and then a big star comes, you know, comes to take it all away from you. I think oh, that was yeah. him sort of harking back to the, you know, the Rock when he took his spot. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like, I think little 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 bits like that are just class, and the way he just delivers his lines and stuff. Was, I thought it was, I thought it was a brilliant segment. I think this is the this is the reason why it got over with me. Obviously, we're, everybody's like, oh, you know, he's talking about CM Punk, but at the end of the day, he's fucking must-see TV. Whenever he's in, he, you know, he's, he's you can't help talk about him. Yeah. But watching these two, it's one of the first times in a long time I've watched WWE and thought, don't think these boys are being scripted. And no. if they are, the head and shoulders above anybody else who's doing it, so it's it doesn't seem scripted. Yeah. And you can have your 15, 20-minute soliloquies every fucking week on Raw and, and it gets boring and you skip through a lot of it but you couldn't you couldn't skip through this not even if you wanted to it was great and yeah. like there's history there the, the friends quote unquote kayfabe or yeah. you know in real life apparently whichever maybe both but that bit where it's like what's going to happen Sunday morning it's a sprinkling in and out of it's blurring the lines isn't it like you go from your yeah. from your reality and then you and then you work it like that that's what punk's so good at he's 
he's so good at blurring the lines of what what does he what does he really mean what's real what's not and that's why he's always he's always I've I'm just you're in the palm of his hands when you're watching him in a promo aren't you he's just unbelievable and like the fact that they never even like thought about putting this match together in AEW is just I find it mad. The reason being from Tony Khan's not skilled enough for Booker to do a very good face versus face feud. Yeah. When you this do is, it right, this is started yeah. off. Yeah, exactly. This has been started as it as it should be, and it's been done really well. And there's there's that what will happen after the after the rumble, what will happen after Mania. Because I mean I think it's pretty nailed on that it's gonna be Cody Reigns and Seth Rollins versus Punk at Mania either night. You'd like to but, think so unless 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 they scupper it and put rock in it, which I really don't want. To be honest, but... I don't think he's in fucking shape to do it. I mean, he's jacked to the gills, but I don't think he's in working shape. But you never know. He's a bit of a fucking freak of nature and he can get himself into shape. But he's just joined the board of Endeavours. Endeavour. That's what I mean. I don't really know what that means, but like, he must have some got voting power. power. Yeah. So I don't know how he's, how he's wangled that. Is he? Apparently, he's mates with that, that uh, what's his face? That Ari Emanuel. So that must be his, the way he's got it. And, and Nick Khan as well. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, he is. But, you know I wouldn't be surprised if if they did a triple threat: Roman, Cody, and Rock. I mean, I don't really want it. I want one on one, Cody and Roman. But you never know. But I mean, the, the beauty of this year's Rumble, for the first time in a while, there's about four or five people who think he might win that. Yeah. Instead yeah. of just being like, okay, right, we know he's going to win, blah blah blah. Let's just watch it for the spectacle. But it's actually quite interesting this year for me. Yeah, but it's like this one. This one we're we're going to review tonight. There was a good four or five people who could legitimately have won that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it adds adds more intrigue to it because it it did get a bit stale for a while. And then you had the odd... Orton or Cena or whoever. And then they threw a curveball in Del Rio and, uh, you know what I mean? Things like that. But this is what made me like the Rumble because... He was like, oh, fucking hell, who's going to win? And he never knew who's going to win. And this is before yeah. the days of, oh, he's being pushed. And that, like, you knew he was, you knew anything. Yeah, like yeah. But, but this is, this is good. It's, it's bringing out the fun in me again. I can't wait to watch you it. Know, I can't wait to watch it. Because you can actually suspend your disbelief a little bit and not go, all right, well, the fucking books are going over after yeah. 75 false finishes and nobody's <laughs> getting over kind of thing. <laughs> But there has been a little bit of cretinity. We've been talking about how well this this has been built. Yeah, but it's not it's not cretin of the week. It's just we're getting there because the next time we do cretin of the week is uh, it might be a bit further down the line. But Mister Meltzer (laughs) on the Wrestling Observer. Oh, it's not Meltzer. It was Alvarez, wasn't it? Sorry, it was Alvarez. It was Alvarez. Do but you can you know they're interchangeable idiots. (laughs) To be fair, so Alvarez. His first bit was, and me and you would talk about this before. Yeah, you you sent it me on his Observer Radio Brian and Vinny show, fucking whatever it is. Yeah, Tuesday night swats. Um, <laughs> Wednesday night, his, yeah, <laughs> Monday night morons. <laughs> um, Thursday night thickos. Uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, they were talking about where have the uh, the rankings gone in AEW. And yeah. with a face that 
was the smuggest look I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> he goes, oh, do you know, do, do you know who's uh, you know got rid of them? And what his, his little henchman in the background is going, uh, Tony, and he's like, no, CM Punk, like, and it's like he's got that look on his face that says, got one, I've got, <laughs> got him, I've got him here, got him here, yeah. and it's <laughs> it, and it's. He hasn't, and he's just got all his little message board trolls going, oh, well done, Brian, well, well done. I don't know the scoop, Brian. <laughs> and my my exact words were, Punk's probably winning the Rumble, he's main event in WrestleMania, no doubt, and he's getting paid a fuck ton of cash. Who's the winner? <laughs> you know what I mean? Certainly not Brian Alvarez, is it? Fucking hell, what a cock. But 75 people on his message board have said, well done, and that's all the credit <laughs> he needs. That's all he needs. That is it. The funny, the funniest thing about it is the ratings, the ranking system didn't even work anyway. <laughs> like we were going on about it before. We were like, the ranking system was a load of bollocks. FTR was sat at the top of it for about four months, never got a title match. So what is the fucking point of it anyway? Like, he probably just went to him. Are we going to do anything with this ranking system or not? Because what's the point? And then that's that's probably all he said. And then it's just been fed back. <laughs> so. We were discussing on our Nitro review yeah. when we did Credit of the Year, which will actually come out after this in the chronology, yeah. just long story. Um, <laughs> but he, he, he fell off when we were deciding on Credit of the Year. He was full on yeah. for, for about six to six to eight months, maybe. Yeah, and he um, Flying. And he fell off, and that's why, spoiler, we couldn't consider him for the full yeah. credit of the year, because we thought it was a nailed, nailed on for a while. But what he's done, in my opinion, I think he's gone, oh, they're adjective boys, they're going to fucking call me a, a, a moron and a dickhead and all this. So what I'll do, I'll shut up for about three months. Yeah. And then New Year hits and he has come back in full force, because not only has he said that on his gimpy little podcast, <laughs> this one's come out. Unironically, may I add, he said, uh, Hunter Hurst Helmsley. He just calls him Hunter because, you know, first, first yeah, name. Yeah, best mates. <laughs> we call him Paul. Fuck you, Brian. <laughs> we, we don't. We just call him Helmsley. Call him um, Crip. <laughs> so Helmsley, Helmsley can learn, apparently, from Tony Khan about how to book a go-home show for a pay-per-view. <laughs> really? No, he can't. <laughs> He may as well ring up and say uh, he can learn from fucking Eric Bischoff how to book a go-home show for a pay-per-view. <laughs> Fuck me. Like, I, 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 not just being like against it, but I've never, like, I've never watched a Dynamite before a pay-per-view and gone, "Fuck how they built this pay-per-view well." They don't build pay-per-views well at all. It's just always that matches lobbed on at last minute. Like, apart from the maybe the world title match, nothing else ever gets built on it. No. No, it's dog it's crap. <laughs> I mean, all in, all in. Where was the feuds on there? I know it was just a bunch of multi multi man bollocks. It's not fucking building anything, is it? Apart from that did crap it... fucking melodramatic main event with Cole and MGF, which I wasn't a fan of. <laughs> Woeful. <laughs> but then he goes on to add something else. He's so busy this week. I <laughs> know he's he's also stated that Excalibur. Is a better announcer than anyone in WWE. Jesus. Excalibur's turd, let's be honest. <laughs> Most of them in WWE are turd. Yeah. Yeah. So well, he's, yeah, you know, he's, he, the wor- he's one of the worst I've ever heard. So there's no, I mean, I'd rather listen to Michael Cole and that saying something. 
Excalibur isn't even the best fucking commentator in AEW. No, he's not. That's Nigel McGuinness by a mile. McGuinness, Rick Bonney, Caprice Coleman. Yeah, yeah true. Fucking... Jesus, even Jim Ross is better than I'd Jim Ross. I've rather listened to Taz. I've listened to Taz. Taz, yeah. Fucking Taz, yeah. Taz is all right. He's... Yeah, Excalibur's turd. <laughs> like, and that's being generous. Baffling. Now, this hasn't won credit of the week, I'm afraid, Brian. But um, you will be. This will be held into contention for the credit of the year at the end of this year. So just think, <laughs> think on. Yeah. It. Have another strong six, six, seven months, then go quiet. You might get away with it again. <laughs> now, we don't have a credit of the week or a credit of the year today. You'll hear that. Yeah. After the fact. <laughs> but it is the second annual. Look at the adjective. Cretin Hall of Fame ceremony. I've got my suit on. <laughs> We've all got our suits on. Jerry Lawler's here with his bolo tie on, ready to do the induction. <laughs> so we asked you fine folks on, on the big old X the other week to uh, decide on four nominees. Those nominees were, oh, Davey Meltzer, obviously, standard. Yeah. 2022 Crescent of the Year, Tony Khan. <laughs> First ballot jobby for Brian Alvarez. Yeah. And also the king of bullshit, Vince Russo. <laughs> Remember last year, old Chrissy Jezza was inducted and he gave it a good old, come on, baby! And uh, he was loving it. So obviously he can't be inducted twice. No. Not yet, until the inner circle go in one Unless day. Unless the sex gods go in. <laughs> the sex gods, the sex pests. <laughs> so we've got some results, and uh, it's this is, this is a shocking story here. In fourth place, with 0% of the votes. I can't believe this. It's old David Meltzer, shocker. No, no, I can't believe it. it. To be honest, he's been quiet. For six months, I would say, he's been quiet. He's not done anything crazy. He's let his mate do all the busy, busy stuff this year. So, well, last year, sorry. Um, so I think he's got away with it just by not being as cretinous. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just stupid little things that he says these days. It's nothing, it's nothing mega, is it? No, he's not got his meal ticket she... anymore, is he? With Punk, that's where he was getting all of his no. stuff. <laughs> well, that's it. Nothing mega. She just, um, you know, does the investigations. <laughs> <laughs> totally unbiased as well. Eh? <laughs> In joint second place with 17% of the votes. So Vinci Russo and the Richard Hammond of wrestling, Brian Alvarez. I think Brian Alvarez has got away with on there. Like, but I think to be fair, Russo. He had, he had a few early mat- smatterings, didn't he, in the early in the year? But again, he's gone quiet. Though he, he po- when he pops up, he pops up big. But you don't hear from him yeah. for a few months after that, do you? Yeah, I think Alvarez has got away with one there. Actually, I don't know. You know, is it? Is it it's one of them though. He's he's not been he's not been creating the year anything. He's absolutely come out of the yeah. blue. He's like, uh, yeah. what did we say? He's like Mika Richards bursting onto the scene. <laughs> <laughs> can, 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 can a right back really burst onto the scene, Michael? <laughs> the, the very, very few wrestling journalists burst onto the scene. <laughs> yeah. You were, you weren't even the best right back in Manchester. You didn't get a goal. Not eight out of ten most weeks, you were always injured. 
Always talking shit. <laughs> For a blue twat, I do actually like Michael Richards, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. So he's not Infectious bad. laugh. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think the last time Vince Russo popped up was when he kicked off at that fucking sandwich shop about his <laughs> oh, yeah. cup of soup and whatever. <laughs> Yeah, that was true. He, he was quite quite vocal earlier in the year about like Rhea Ripley and stuff, wasn't he? Some of the early yeah, early doors. Yeah, but it's a landslide this one, isn't it? However, in first place and the second inductee into the Cretin Hall of Fame with sixty seven percent of the votes, it's TK himself, Booker of the Year, Cretin <laughs> of the Year, Tony oh. fucking can. He's done the double. <laughs> Double header. <laughs> Sadly, it means we can't induct him next year, but still. Yeah, that's right. Well, but, someone else gets to go. But, but still, to be honest, he deserves it. When oh, he, God, he, yeah. I mean, what he's what he's overseen in terms of you know not scandal but controversy. He's he's got his hands written all over the punk stuff. It's all, you know it all stems from his inability to get his house in order he's let two of the biggest stars in wrestling and go over to the other side two of the biggest merch sellers he books shit his, his shows are shit <laughs> he's made MGF one of the most interesting characters in wrestling a plain boring baby face um, yeah. who's dumb, who, who looks dumb as fuck because why wouldn't Adam Cole be the one who turned on you mate so yeah just he's just just no time for him. He's an idiot. He had he had he had he had everything he what needed in the palm of his hands and he just blew it. Absolutely blew it. Went with the wrong team, didn't he? Let's be honest. Of course he did. Of course he did. Silly bollocks. As we as we accept the Lord on his behalf. He couldn't be here. He couldn't be he here. Says, uh, he couldn't be here couldn't be here tonight because he was uh, scared for his life. <laughs> <laughs> And he said, but he did say, he did give us a bit, he put us over a little bit. He said, the greatest podcast ever. Every show we do is great. Every show yeah. we do is better than the other. The way we format our show is great. Yeah, great records. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Great records. You know, we've sold more tickets ever. We don't even count for any turnstiles. What are you on about? <laughs> well done, Tony, lad. Well done, Tony, mate. Well He's still in contention for Cretans of the Year. Just the Hall of Fame, you, your legacy is cemented. And speaking of legacy, I've brought a new part of this ceremony out. WWE do it with like fucking Frank Gotch and shit, putting him in and legacy inductions. The Legacy Award is for, it's like a lifetime achievement award for just constantly being a moron forever. <laughs> And this year, Matt doesn't know who it is, this year the winner of the Legacy Award and not posthumous induction, because he's not dead yet, but he might just be soon. It's old Ric Flair, woo! <laughs> the ultimate woo watch. <laughs> the ultimate woo watch. Now, this motherfucker, we never we never tag him into Cretan of the Year because he has his own segment, but I yeah. think just for the volume <laughs> of moronity. Yeah. He's got his own segment. He needs his own award. <laughs> we should just call it the Ric Flair Award now. The Ric Flair Legacy Award. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> the the first Flair. ever winner. 
he can, he could, and do you know what the best thing about it is? If he lives another sixteen years, he might win it sixteen times, and he could be the proper sixteen-time <laughs> world champ. <laughs> do you see that though? That he's a, he's actually a twenty-one-time world champion, apparently. Oh, apparently so, but I am joking, of course. There's no way he's going to live six months, let alone six, 16 years. <laughs> I was going to say 16 years is very, very optimistic. Optimistic. But then again, then again, he's he'll be he'll be knocking about with a cockroach still, won't he? He's still fucking yeah. clinging on to life. Bless him. No, not bless him. him. Keith Richards, <laughs> Rick, Rick Flair and my old man. <laughs> Roaming the earth with the cockroaches after a nuclear fucking... <laughs> still doing fucking woos. Yeah. <laughs> looking looking for women and flight attendants to rape to repopulate the earth. Oh god. <laughs> and that brings an end to the hell of home ceremony. <laughs> and also ties in nicely with Flair because you know, best mates with Mike Tyson, so oh, god. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh dear. Oh. <laughs> News. <laughs> set, set your eye out for that. Anyway, um, so now it's on to the main event. We are going to the Knickerbocker Arena, Albany, New York, the 19th of January 1992. 17,000 in attendance and millions watching worldwide. The Royal Rumble 92, mate. Superstars compete in the Royal Rumble for the undisputed World Wrestling Federation Championship, including Jake the Snake Roberts, the Barbarian, the Model Rick Martel, the Berserker, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Nasty Boy Sang, Repo Man, Sergeant Slaughter, alleged real-world champion Rick Flair, Hercules, Colonel Mustafa, the Macho Man, Randy Savage, Skinner, the British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith, the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, Aku, Shawn Michaels, the Warlord, El Matador, Sid Justice, IRS, Nikolai Volkov, the Texas Tornado, Virgil, the Undertaker, the Big Boss Man, Greg the Hammer Valentine, Superfly Snooker, and the Immortal Hulk Hogan. It's time to rumble. It's time for the Royal Rumble. He deserves the title. 
Arkansas World Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champions Animal and Hawk Legion of Doom will defend against the natural disaster. Almost a half a ton. As far as I'm concerned, Jimmy Hart told me LOD better pack their bags. It's all over. So the intro is uh, old Todd Petting Zoo, I think. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was. Voicing a, a very graphic, heavy intro with a saxophone blasting yeah. cheese all over it. And it Classic. names all the entrants. Classic like, 90s. All 30 of the fuckers. Oh, yeah, 90s as fuck. <laughs> did, did you notice um, the nice little touch that all the heels are in purple, all the baby faces are in blue? I didn't notice that, but that is good. <laughs> it's quality, isn't it? Yeah, little, insider. little, little touches. Yeah, little touches. It's Paul Blackett's and little touches. That 100%. Paul Blackett's not an adventure for a while. <laughs> oh, he's a legend. He's always he's always on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> Loving that strut on the tip of your tongue. <laughs> oh, God. I'll just try and find that video again now. <laughs> it's, all, it's all right. Don't worry. Um, what I'm going to do when uh, when you do finally pop the old question. I'm going to get him to do your wedding. <laughs> what, wedding celebrant? <laughs> wedding by Paul Blackett, you wish you were celibate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. That is just that is the most niche joke ever because no one in the entire planet gets it but me, are you? <laughs> uh, Ryan will get it. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Ryan, Ryan listens, Ryan will get it. <laughs> <laughs> right, so it leads into Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby the Brain Heenan, the fucking dream team. Amazing. Is that, is that, is that just nostalgia personified for you? Oh, it's, it, I, I fucking love them, mate. Yeah, the, the chemistry of them two are is genius. Yeah, yeah they were very good, very very good. Heenan's banking on Flair to be crowned the new world champ because yeah. obviously, with all the kerfuffle that happened at this Tuesday in Texas and other shit. The belt has been stripped and he's now... Can you, can you fill me in what happened there? Because I, I, I'm not... What? Why was the belt vacant? It was Survivor Series. There's a fuck finish. Uh, Taker won it because Flair put a chair in the ring and he tombstone Hogan on the chair. So Taker won the belt. And then yeah. there was a rematch on the Tuesday. They did a uh, pay-per-view called This Tuesday in che- Texas or Tuesday in Texas, something like that. And it was another fucked finish with Hogan winning it. So Hogan got stripped uh, yeah. by Jack Tunney. And, you know, whoever won the Rumble won the belt. Right. Okay. So then they go over that. There's a new IC champ in the Mountie. He beat Brett a few nights back at a house show because Brett had like 104-degree Fahrenheit fever, something like that. What, he couldn't it just... was defend it another night. <laughs> no, it was a way to get the belt off Brett without having to drop it to a was baby it? face, right? Right. Yeah, because it sets up the mania match with, with Piper. Piper. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But there's fucking oomph, there's razzmatazz about it. Like this is the shit that got me excited about it when I was a kid. It's it's an event. It's big time, do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, you, you get that feeling that it's it's major in it. Well it was one of the big four, wasn't it? So like it, you get that feeling from it. Yeah, but even like the intro, it's not like it's like Heenan's on it and Monsoon's like got that gravitas and it's like I don't know, it like it's like when you watch Joe and you watch Corey, because it's familiar and like you know everybody in it. Well I don't know, but when you're younger and yeah. 
like it's just like you sit down, you don't like it, you just watch it because it's like you know something you just do. It's just the law. It's a bit like that. Yeah, it's like familiar. Yeah, it's comforting having monsoon and heen in there because you know you're just gonna have a rip roaring good time. <laughs> yeah, true. We get a we get a, a tag match first. It's like three tag matches on this. Yeah, which was a bit mad, a bit sorry, yeah, Carney, bit overkill. Yeah, um, we get. We get the Orient Express, which is Kato and Patsanaka with no mask. Yeah. Uh, with Mr. Fuji uh, versus the new foundation, Owen Hart and Jim the Anvil Nightheart. What the fuck were their outfits they were in? They're so shit, but I kind of want one. <laughs> I'm trying to think what they reminded me of. Is it like New Kids on the Block or something? Like... Yeah, it was like that sort of like early 90s. So in the early 90s, it was like you had gangster rap and stuff was coming to the forefront yeah. NWA and and stuff like that. But you also had like the the sanitized hip hop like MC Hammer and Yeah. Oh you know, that's what I'm thinking of. Vanilla, Hammer, vanilla yeah. Ice and shit like that. Like that kind of like colourful day glow fucking More clothes poppy, and big, poppy sort of rap and stuff. Yeah. Big baggy kecks and shit. And I think that's where it's going. But it's nice to see Owen back in the WWE or F he just come in. He was the Blue Blazer in the late 80s. And um, now he's back. And now he's basically the team with his brother-in-law because Brett's doing his solo thing. Uh, and they needed somebody to babysit Nightheart because he's a fucking wrecking ball, isn't he? <sighs> madness. So, had Owen already been done his... Oh, no, he hadn't really tagged with Brett, had he? Because that was Nightheart, wasn't it? They were the... They were the yeah, Heart Foundation. Heart Foundation, yeah. So this was was this his first sort of main sort of not sort of main sort of push as a tag team then? As Owen Hart, yeah. I mean he was yeah. in he was in the, in the late eighties as the Blue Blazer. Yeah. Ironically the gimmick that Russo brought back in the late nineties that, you know, ultimately killed him. <laughs> Go figure. But yeah, so he's basically he's seen Owen with Nidart. Nidart needed to do something and he's he's better in a tag team Nidart. Yeah. And Owen's, you know, was seen as like the younger version of Brett can yeah. work like rings around most people, just fucking class. But he also had the added high fly kind of stuff, yeah. which Brett didn't really do. Yeah. But Pat's an with no mask, but Kato with a mask. Yeah, open a mask or not. Well, you'd think so, but Kato is actually a white guy called Paul Diamond. So. <laughs> You needed a mask on him because he don't really work Fair as enough. Orient Express. Yeah, Pretty... that's a good point. Yeah, music was a bit racist. <laughs> Touch. Oh, it's this though, isn't it? Yeah. Heenan says that they've uh, just got up because they've got the PJs on. Because they all look like they had the pyjamas on, didn't they, to be fair? All four of them. <laughs> yeah, they, did. they did. That's what I was on about, the outfits. <laughs> what did you uh, What do you think to this one, then? I didn't think it was that bad, actually. I thought Owen looked good. Uh, as he oh, tends to, as he tends to, um, I thought that Pat Tanaka actually looked pretty good as well. Weirdly, uh, well, it's four years um, before we saw him in WCW, so he's so like the, with what we saw of him in then WCW that brief couple of episodes. He looked a bit dog shit, but he looks he looks like leaner, slimmer, faster. Yeah. So like, yeah, he looked quite good. And I thought I thought Nidart did his he did his sort of stuff well as well. Like, you know, he's clean up oh, jobs. Yeah. And, you know, just he big, was the, big rhino, isn't he? Yeah, basically, he, yeah, he was the big boy just cleaning up every, every, you know, for hot tags and stuff. 
Mr. Fuji's uh he just reminds me of like weirdly like of like the Monopoly man. <laughs> I thought you what are you gonna say, fucking odd job? <laughs> well that, that, yeah, I suppose that as well. <laughs> a ran, random task. Random task. Yeah. <laughs> who's, who throws a shoe? <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> random task. <laughs> That's one of the funniest uh, little like play on words that in it. I love Austin Powers that <laughs> random task. <laughs> brilliant well that's, that that's who he's supposed to be based on because he's got like the full suit on the little bowler hat and the cane yeah, supposed yeah, to be yeah like, now, you know, say, now you say that, yeah, on job. Just, yeah that's not us being racist that's vince mcfucking man being racist as fuck so <laughs> it, yeah i know what you mean to be fair but yeah he just reminds me of the monopoly man as well for some reason just with the suit and stuff <laughs> yeah um but yeah, i thought it was a, I thought <laughs> well, it was a decent opener to be honest yeah i liked it i mean a couple of uh, couple of arm drags on there by Owen. Seven point three yeah. to start with on the steamboat would have been higher, but uh, Paul Diamond, aka Cato, took it like shit. So <laughs> anything else? Anything above seven though? Yeah, well, he hit a seven point nine a bit later on after he did a he did a Hurricane Rana and he hit a seven point nine, and uh, that was a lot better. He took it a lot better there. Yeah. It was a really lovely spot where they do like a Greco knuckle, uh, Greco knuckle, Greco Roman knuckle lock, and then sort of like Owen's bridging, and then he does like a springboard on the ropes to escape. I thought that was class. Yeah, that was nice. That was really good. In- innovative. Oh, he was, was fucking so good, man. But the thing is, if you if you watch WWE in 1992, you're fucking off your seat for that because you've never seen that kind of shit before. Yeah, that's all I like, fucking. New Japan Super Junior kind of stuff. Yeah, well, he was he was he used to go to Japan, didn't he? Quite a lot. Yeah, he was, yeah, yeah. He's in Super Juniors, I think, as well. But like yeah. all the all the all the top top guys in the nineties did that tournament, like Guerrero. I think yeah. he was Black Tiger, uh, Benoit, Pegasus Kid, Jericho. Yeah, like there's fucking they all did. I'm assuming Mysterio and a lot of the Mexican guys did too. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I thought I, I, just, so. I thought like. Obviously, I know they're related and you know family and stuff. So, but Owen and Jim had nice chemistry, like some good at like double team and stuff. Yeah, um, as you sort of expect. I think I think Neidhart's underrated me because yeah, he is limited. He is he's there for to do one thing, which is just be an absolute bulldozer and clean up on and, and like get a hot tag and clean he's up. Still right? do it well, though, aren't you? Yeah, and he does it well. He was yeah. just a fucking. You know, freight train not running off the tracks on he? he was just a fucking lunatic. Yeah. Well, it, 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 a lot of that family were, weren't they? Other than like Brett. <laughs> Owen was he never was... a lunatic. Owen was sensible. He just like, oh, like bulldog as well. He was like, in, that, in that family, wasn't he? And stuff like that. So he was a bit off the rails as well, wasn't he? No, bulldog was just bizarre. <laughs> Yeah, like there was a couple of little gripes with like kayfabe things, like at the end, like there's a couple of bits where like people weren't a legal man, but they were like allowed to be in. And I know I, d- I don't want to focus on them too much, but you know you got to mention them, haven't you? Yep. As- especially at the end, because obviously the guy who got pinned wasn't the legal man, so that was a that was an issue. I'll let it slide though, because I enjoyed it, so I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get too hung up on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean. There was a bit. There was bits in it. So he comes in and does his fucking clean up, and then Owen does like a midair Rick Steiner esque belly to belly. 
Freaking that was beautiful. Lovely. That was an absolute stunner. If that, right. if we saw that on a nitro, fucking face of fear versus Steiners, I'd, I'd be happy with that. <laughs> Popping my tits off, and then obviously Owen does a tope, which I don't think I'd ever seen before. You know, in nineteen ninety two, I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> tope and, suicida. Can you imagine Monsoon doing that? Jesus. <laughs> and then they do the uh, Midnight Expresses finisher, the rocket launcher. Yeah. For free. Yeah. Not bad. I. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Owen's just pure class. I think it went a little bit long. It was like 17 minutes, but... Yeah, maybe maybe a touch. Crowd but went into it. Crowd got, got into got it, yeah. in that room. Certainly did. Certainly did. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Other than those small little gripes, I thought Owen looked brilliant, which is, you know, pretty oh, yeah. standard in it. But speaking of the Hart family, we see uh, we see a little bit of footage up next, don't we, of, of, of the... What they were talking about earlier on, uh, Monsoon and Bobby about um, Brett losing the IC belt to the to the Mountie. Um, you actually get this because I I don't know what because obviously you're watching the network and I'm kind of like, did he cut bits and you know? Oh, no, it's the full cut. package. Unless it's got Benoit on it, you know they won't, they won't cut it. Honestly, when I was watching Nitro the other day, Benoit was on it. Like, and they were mentioning him and everything on commentary. So I think it's maybe just the WWF stuff they've edited. Maybe, because I know they went through it all painstakingly. Did you even get yeah. did you get Lord Alfred Hayes on it? Introducing, yeah. like, so, yeah. Coliseum Video oh, exclusive. Who the fuck's that guy? <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a British wrestler from, like, years gone by called Judo Al Hayes. And when he came, he came over to America, like a few of them did, like Tony Charles and uh, Billy Robinson yeah. and stuff. And he ended up, obviously, because everyone is posh who comes from England, right? They give him the gimmick of Lord posh. Alfred Hayes. And he became like, like, like that, or is that just his, like a gimmick voice? I don't know. I, I've never heard him. I've never met him. I think he's dead. Well, he's definitely he must dead. Be. He's got to be, he must be dead. <laughs> this is like 30, 32 years ago, and he was probably about 60 then, so. Yeah, he, might, he might be clinging on still, you never know. <laughs> I'll find out. <laughs> I've honestly, I've never heard him before. That was like, if uh, it, it felt like proper, like stereotypical what what Americans think British are like. Oh, happy, like yeah. tea and all that. He died nineteen years ago. Oh yeah, yeah, fair enough then. <laughs> and he he was fucking hell. Yeah, he was sixty four when this was going on. All oh, right. So, but yeah, he's dead. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> he went home to get the guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got, I, I got all the bits, all the, all the Coliseum video exclusives, all that. Oh, lovely! Yeah, That's great. That <laughs> but so basically, what happened was Brett Hill, yeah, uh, Mounty beat him, and Piper saved him from the beat down, and then the Mounty attacks Piper from behind, but then Piper goes for him, which sets up. The IC belt match, but first we get Sean Mooney of all all in original all in fame. Yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> with, with the Mountie and Jimmy Hart. The events that took place this past Friday evening in Springfield, Massachusetts definitely turned out to be a 
shocking experience. Let me reiterate the fact that Bret the Hitman Hart went to the ring against the advice of his doctors with a 104-degree temperature. Oh, I guess he's in General Hospital somewhere, and I guess me and the Mountie, I guess we better get him a good well card. But let me tell you something, baby. He's not sick with the flu. You know what he's sick from? He's sick from losing. <laughs> comments like that. Hey, I want to know something, Jack Tunney. What's the win and loss record of Piper? What gives him the right to step in today on two days' notice? I should have won this match today by forfeit. But don't worry about it, Piper, because the man that I am, the champion that I am, I'm going to do to you what I did to Bret Hart. I took his pride, his integrity, and the belt away from him. You, I'm going to take your skirt, your manhood, and whatever's left, because the bounty always gets his man. Let's go over to Gene Oakland standing by with a challenger. Roddy Piper, I can't believe a man, the Mountie, who has held the Intercontinental title for less than 48 hours, can be quite so cocky, quite so arrogant. Well, you know, what we're dealing with is one of the original village people here, with his mate Jimmy Hart who keeps kissing the belt, leaving all that lipstick on it. I heard the Mountie out here saying... First thing I'm going to do, pounds his chest. I don't know, Hemi something. First thing I'm going to do, says I'm going to take Piper's integrity. It's like Jacques Cousteau trying to find a dry spot in the ocean. I ain't got no damn integrity. You think I got so far? Second thing I'm going to do, I'm going to take Roddy Piper's manhood. Huh? Huh? Ah, I come here to fight. I don't know what you come here to do. I come here to win two titles. I can't do that till I win the first one. I think you've been dreaming. I think it's been all wet, too. On that note, let's get back to ringside. So, apparently, Brett's not sick with the flu. He's sick from losing. Uh, They're asking, why does Piper get his shot? Yeah, what's his win and loss record? (laughs) Where is he in the rankings? Where is he in the rankings? Yeah. Has he won any matches on Dark this week? Dark elevation. Elevation. <laughs> he says he's he's took everything off Brett. Now he'll take Piper's skirt and manhood. I thought it was a, quite a decent promo from old Jacques Rougeau, another member of the ninety six ninety seven class that is in this oh, fucking oh, pay per view. AFC fame. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, who've we had so far? We've had Pat Tanaka. Yeah. And and Jacques Rougeau. It's a smorgasbord of 97 WCW quality. That's that's what he did. He just pilfered all the old guys. (laughs) Well, that segues straight into uh, me and Gene Oakland. There's three. Yep. With Roddy Roddy Piper, there's four. Four. (laughs) Piper looks mint. He does look genuinely in fucking fighting shape. He sounds unhinged. He calls Jack Rougeau, the Mountie, one of the original village people. <laughs> he likes he, he verges on that a little bit sometimes, doesn't he? Little little a lot unhinged or village or village people. Verges on a little bit homophobic sometimes. <laughs> but he doesn't he, quite he go does. there. Doesn't he quite does. go there. No. He says you gotta take his integrity. He said, like Jacques Cousteau finding a dry spot in the ocean, he's got no integrity. Now I thought it was a good line, but I'm glad he said Jacques Cousteau and not Jacques Rougeau, because that could have really tripped him up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I could have done. <laughs> but he's come to fight, and he's going to win two titles. I thought it was quality, and for once, actually quite succinct for Piper. <laughs> yeah, didn't go off on a tangent. Kept his yeah, 
believable as well. You, you actually believed that he was going to win them both. You know, if you listen yeah. to it, it, sounds believable. But then we get straight into it. I certainly do. I see belts on the line. The Mountie, who has got one of the weirdest champions ever. <laughs> <laughs> like, what a strange gimmick against Roddy. And uh, we get a very, very nice pop for Roddy Piper, don't we? Yeah, it was a, it was a good pop. Are we, do, are we doing the Chrissy T tonight? I was going to mention it. Not yet, though. All right. Fair do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, could we do Quentin Tarrant's Eno pop? Yeah. <laughs> no, we'll, do, we'll, we'll still do a Chrissy T. Fuck it. Chrissy T. Uh, he, he, he's a great Nick, isn't he? He just oozes charisma. Yeah, definitely. Looks brilliant. Fev- absolute fucking naughty that haircut. I don't know how to describe that hair. There's all sorts going on with that hair. Gail Platt. <laughs> Isn't it? It's a proper, proper feathered no fucking beauty. Yeah. <laughs> he's just been, he's just been to Audrey's and had it, had it <laughs> he's had done. rollers in. <laughs> he's had a big summer blowout. <laughs> I like how he jumped it by blinding him with the kilt. That was quite cool. Yeah, yeah, that was good. I always, always uh, I know, I know, I know. I always bring it up. I always find it so funny because he looks so cool with like the kilt and like. Like normally, like a t shirt or a leather jacket, or whatever he wears, and then it's just when he, drunk. When, he, when he whips it off, and the blue kecks are there. It's just, I don't know, I just, I don't know what it is. I just, I just can't get, I can't, it takes me a minute or two to get used to it. <laughs> what do you want him in tartan ones or something? Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe you know, like McIntyre has a little like Scottish flag down the side or something. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm saying I fucking hate them gimmicks where it's like, oh, you're from Scotland, right? Let's get the fucking Braveheart, Robert the Bruce, fucking etc. I'll fucking get all that down. Yeah. Robert, have you reading poetry like fucking like it's Burns Night or something? <laughs> it is a, it's what you expect. It's a crazy yeah. fucking brawl. There's just like ramming him into the buckles, bulldog, and what made it for me was just listening to Monsoon and Heen and Bicker. It's just class. Yeah. I just can't get enough of it. Quality. Bobby was on fire. Like absolutely on fire, wasn't he? It, this is peak peak Heenan. Yeah. Absolute gold. <laughs> Obviously, like Rougeau Rougeau sells like crazy and bumps like mad for Piper, which is really good. Piper yeah. slaps on the sleeper and he's out. And Piper wins the belt. Pretty quick, wasn't it, really? Five minutes or so. Yeah. That's all you need. That's all you need. Definition of a transitional champion. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, a, just a bit, yeah. Then, uh, mouth of the south, Jimmy Hart dives in with the cattle prod, yeah, which is like his little gimmick that he has, and uh, he gets launched. So Piper has it, and then he just does them out him with a fucking stun gun. <laughs> cattle prod he absolutely thing. nailed him with it, didn't he? he just, I love they always, I love that. Do they pipe in that noise, like that, like that thing, or is that like, is it just Probably, like? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. High their technological advances were back in '92, but, yeah, but surely it wasn't it actually been, prodding him. Surely it might have just made a noise. I don't think he had any, like any votes in it. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was short, exactly what it needed to be. The crowd were fucking buzzing for it, it, it and you get and you get your feel hundred percent. Yeah, you get your feel yeah. good moment. Happy days. Yeah, I was quite uh, quite happy with that. Sadly, I wasn't happy with this. <laughs> Why? Because we get Gene with the fucking bushwhackers and this fucking 
Cretin Jameson. Right around the corner. Tag team action involving the Beverly Brothers with the genius in their corner. Facing the Bushwhackers, Jameson in their corner. And I gotta tell you, Luke, I have never seen the three of you so ready in my life. Me and Gene have never been excited in all my life. Beverly sisters, this is your final fling. And genius, <laughs> we have a surprise for you, don't we, Cousin Butch? Oh, yeah, and that surprise is in front of millions and millions of all our bushwhackeroos, Mean Gene. And when we get finished with those Beverly sisters and the genius, we're going to feed them all to our mate, Bloody Jameson! Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Just give me one minute alone with that that's genius. Right, I'm going to thrash him. Whoa! You got it, Jameson! Do you, do you have Mr. Blackwell's telephone number? Huh? Well, maybe he's got yours. Thank you very much. Let's get Yay! back to Gorilla Monsoon at ringside. <laughs> what are they? Honestly, like, I'm, not, I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do a spoiler. I, I had to skip some of that match because it was fucking dear my head in. It was wank. It was 15 <laughs> like, minutes long. The, the, one, the one thing that cracked me up though they're doing the promo and they're still doing the arm thing it just cracked me up for yeah. some reason <laughs> have you seen the state of them though they got fucking gig marks on their head and everything and yeah. they're trying to be this like who's this like who, manager they've got with them who is he like the original he, like I don't know he, like, what no, is he just turned up for about four months or something and he's just some gimp I don't even know what he is I can't find <laughs> anything about him He's dreadful. They call them the Beverly Sisters. They say it's the fi- final fling, and they've got a surprise for the genius. Um, then they're gonna feed them to Jameson, who is utterly fucking pointless. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> <laughs> so next we get the Beverly Brothers of Blake and Bo. One of them being Mike Enos. What a penis! <laughs> Are they managed by that fucking Savage's brother? Savage, yeah, with the genius, yeah. Lanny Poffo, yeah. Yeah, isn't he the one that sucks himself off? Or have I made that, that thing? Apparently he said he could suck himself off, but he'll have trouble now because he's dead. <laughs> well, yeah, he, he could. He did it too hard. <laughs> uh, versus the Bushwhackers with fucking Jameson. Yeah. This, this, is, this is just not good. Bushwhacker pop, though. Oh Big fuck pop. me! They're over, uh, over as fuck, and this nearly is got the current. This <laughs> they're over <laughs> as fuck. Believe it. Like all oh, the kids love them, and yeah. it's, it's it's mad. And so these two Beverly brothers, Mike Enos and Wayne Bloom, come out right. The pair of the dirt worst bleach blonde mullets on these two. <laughs> We've not. Well, Mike Enos has got a dirty tash as well. Yeah. <laughs> Lanny Poffo reads out one of his poems it's one of his shorter poems this was his gimmick like he'd read a poem before every match did he not wrestle was he just a manager he did wrestle but rarely yeah. Yeah. on one of them old Coliseum videos it was uh, Hogan versus the genius the genius it was it's wasn't he just good. like a like a, a higher to keep macho about happy is that yeah but it's not the best one that's when Bischoff hired him and he never fucking worked a day. Oh, yeah. Well, you were telling me about paid. that one. <laughs> Just sat home on his ass. But like you said, the Bushwhacker's got a fucking monster pop and the crowd are well into him. And Loving it. 
proper Meltzer job. It definitely got over in that room. It fucking did. Fuck me. How long did it take to get this match started? <laughs> I mean, I wasn't that bothered about watching it, but it took about four minutes for it to get going. I was like, what is this? This was like, it was like watching Hogan versus a giant, but the crowd were actually into it. <laughs> I don't know how that's possible, but yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. I fucking, honestly, I hated it from start to finish. Like, Me too. Licking kids as well. Licking kids' heads. Bit bit noncy. Yeah, bit weird. Can't get can't do that not, these days. Not for me. I mean, Heenan has had a few good lines in there. You know, yeah. win, lose, or draw. When you wrestle the bushwhackers, you still got to have everything fumigated. <laughs> but I don't understand. This is this is what I mean. It's like Meltzer will have probably given this like a dud rating or something. Yeah. But it's so fucking over. I know. That's, that's that's what it is, isn't it? I mean, it, everyone likes different stuff. Yeah, it's not exactly, but it completely. Neg- it negates his fucking star rating over in that room. Yeah, because like yeah. he gets a lot of his shits so will go over that in that room. This fucking got over more than anything in this room. <laughs> I know, and it was one of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> it wasn't quite as bad as uh, Janella and Paige, was it? No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> and that got four and a half stars or whatever. Fucking, it's just it's just daft comedy, isn't it? Like the heels get absolutely fuck off. It's like it's like the sort of last dying breed of like that eighties WWF where it was so many stupid, stupid characters and stuff. I know they still popped up sometimes, but it's like they've got that nostalgia about them now, haven't they? Yeah, but the thing is, like, give it six months. No, sorry, give it about nine months. Brett's a champ. Yeah, so it all changes quite I mean? quick. Yeah, and then you go through the era of Hogan's Michaels gone. And... They've all gone. Yeah, yeah. So you got Brett Michaels and like Owens coming in, and you get all the sort of you know decent in ring guys. Yeah, but that's when the business went down. Yeah, it's true. Because this shit is mainstream, sadly, <laughs> <laughs> or it was in the nineties anyway. Yeah, it was. It was just shit. It was crap. <laughs> Did win. you notice how fucking loud the ring was? Yeah, it was a little bit. Was a little bit. I, bet, I reckon they'd tweak that on the network because my copy is like a VHS copy, VHS ripping. It is fucking loud as fuck. It sounded like yeah. It was, like I know what you mean. It maybe ring. maybe it was a slightly different with like the different footage or whatever or different versions. But yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. I think the the rings back in them days were a bit louder, though, weren't they? Like maybe they weren't as put together. Oh, they were. They were, but I've never, I never remember it being that loud. Mm. But the fucking, it feels like it went fifteen minutes this month. It took five minutes to start. That that, that was that was that was a fucking third of it. And uh, the finish was a double axe handle by the illegal man for three. Yeah. Enough said about that, the better. See you later, Bushwhackers. Shit, shit match, lame comedy, dreadful finish. The afterbirth was abysmal with the fucking sore loser baby faces getting the genius. It's like, you lost, mate. <laughs> and that fucking poor. weirdo, he got his little his little moment, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. I mean, the thing is, right, is whatever you want to say about it, it all made sense. Yeah, sort of. But... That is damning it with faint praise. <laughs> so, next, 
Gene's back again doing his doing his uh, 96 WCW fucking bit. Just not on the ramp. Investigative journalism. <laughs> Got a scope for your boss. <laughs> He's with the LOD. All right, thank you, Gorilla Monsoon. We have seen one title match here tonight and another one right around the corner. The Natural Disasters challenging Hawk and Animal, the Legion of Doom, for the World Tag Team Championship belt. That's right, me and Gene. As we said before, the Legion of Doom will never be closet champions. We will face all challengers like we've done in the past. And now we got the biggest team in the World Wrestling Federation history, the Natural Disasters, almost a half a ton between them. Well, that's okay with us because we're the champs and we ain't going to start losing now. Right, Hawk? Well, Mean Gene, you know what makes us sick besides everything? Typhoon and Earthquake, they make us real sick. You see, they want to throw their weight around. Well, that's okay. We want to throw your weight around, too. And when we're done with you and we still got the belts, your tongues will be hanging out like dead deers. Animal says they face all challenges. They ain't going to start losing now. He's fucking pure intensity, these boys. It's hard to believe that he's John Laurinaitis' brother. Is he? Animal from from the Road Warriors. Really? Bloody hell. Yeah, did you not know that? No. They're like fucking polar opposites. Animal Laurinaitis. (laughs) His name's uh, Joe Laurinaitis, I think. Or it was, he's dead. Both are. Yeah, I knew that. And then he says, uh, tell him Hawk, and it's, well. <laughs> Typhoon and Earthquake make them sick. They want to throw their weight about? Good. We want to throw their weight about too. And when they're done, their tongues will hang out like dead deers. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> well, next, up, we get, I know, next up, we get the uh, tag belts. We get the natural disasters of Typhoon and Earthquake with Jimmy Hart. Versus the Legion of Doom. Jimmy Hart, you can't. This is another one we didn't forget. We even mentioned him. He's WCW as well, isn't he? Yeah. So, well, to to be honest, we saw the LOD when we first started watching. They were in it. Yeah. And obviously, Tenta. Yeah. He looks about 50 here. He looks older than he did in (laughs) Right. So, these two fucking units, uh, they are absolute mammoths. Big boys. No Haskell, it's disappointing. Disappointing. Yeah, it didn't. It, it didn't get hold of that gimmick for a while. Yeah, that was what really brought him to the dance, wasn't it? That, that gimmick. It's, it's what took off. It's what made him take off. Earthquake. John Center is twenty nine years old here. Just saying, he can't be. He's twenty nine years old. Twenty like years old. You know that, that dart player, Luke Litter. Luke Litter, sixteen. Nah, yeah. he's, he's at least thirty. He's, a, he's at least thirty. <laughs> He's an old Trafford only recently, isn't he? Yeah, he was. He's a good lad. He's a United fan. He's a scouser? No. He's a United fan. Where's he from? Uh, Warrington. Crystal Palace. (laughs) Warrington, I think. Yeah, that's scouser overspill, mate. Yeah, well, he chose chose well. Disgraceful. (laughs) I'm just wondering how much selling there'll be. When when this started, I thought, all right, we'll see. How more than I was expecting. A lot more than I was expecting. Maybe it's like, <laughs> yeah, best. You best. When they got to WCW, you can't really not sell. <laughs> you can't really not sell for these two. They're fucking twice the size. You got it, weren't you? 
Do you know, what, what, right. Why why are they called, sometimes called road warriors? Sometimes called Legion of Doom. Was it was it they they were road warriors in WCW and then Legion they, like WWF didn't have the rights to it? Is that what it was? I don't think it was the rights. I think it was just Vince wanting to put his stamp on things. So they could have been. Oh called... no, that no. Actually, you're right. <coughs> no, excuse me. It wasn't that. It's because when they came in, they had the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. So there's another warrior, and Kerry Von Erich was in it, and the. He, he he was called for a bit the modern day warrior. Not too right. many warriors, pal. Right, fair enough. I think that was it. Road warriors sounds or, better, doesn't it? Yeah, or he just wanted to put his stamp on it. But I think they were in a stable called the Legion of Doom in WCW, or in one of the territories with Paul Ellering. So mm. who fucking knows? They do the classic "can't get the big fucker down." Yeah, takes a flying top rope clothesline. <laughs> Can we talk about one of the funniest things we've ever seen in a wrestling ring in a second? Is that what you John want to talk Tenter. about? John Denter <laughs> with a drop kick attempt. And misses it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it was hilarious. I was absolutely Bless crying. I watched it about five times. <laughs> I mean, you can't get more comedy of errors than, than John Center. Half skull at John Center. He's not a man. He's not a fish. He's not a natural disaster. He's John Center. And the <laughs> Shockmaster as his tag team partner. <laughs> is that who it is? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. Fuck me. They're looking posing, though, don't they? Oh, they were fucking great. I loved them, me. I thought it was a nice story on going through this, actually. Yeah. This is like. It's the first time the Road Warriors, Legion of Doom, have not been able to purely dominate a team. Yeah, because they normally got the power so, advantage and stuff. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting. I mean, the match wasn't great. It did what it needed to do. It was all right, but it wasn't top tier. But no. as a story, it worked, I thought. Yeah. It's very slow though, wasn't it? It was, you know, it was plodding. It was as it, as you, I wasn't expecting it to be anything other. But yeah, that, I think that was what let it down a little bit. It was just a bit slow motion, almost bear, bear hugging there, lovely. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to be <laughs> fair, it kind of works when you're a big fuck like that, but it's still boring in it. The bear hug, and obviously, you know, count out finish. No yeah. one else to take the pin. It's a, it's a safe finish, isn't it? Safe as out. It is a massively safe finish. It, what, how do you think it was bad for a big man match? I've seen a lot fucking worse, a hell of a lot worse. Yeah, I, just, I enjoyed watching Tenter, to be honest. <laughs> I missed. I, I, I have missed Tenter. <laughs> I enjoyed him. I thought. I thought. I thought his uh, slow motion double clothesline with animals was the first <laughs> of mine. Love that one. That was brilliant. I like to see where he's got. He's got Ark on the floor and he just stands on him. <laughs> <laughs> and and it wasn't like one of them fake stands. Like he proper stood on it as well. Like. Not like when oh, Big yeah. Chase did it, where he was like holding his weight off. Like he was fucking standing on the cup. <laughs> he's former sumo wrestler, isn't he? As well, so he's not. He's never going to be small. Yeah, yeah. Went bald at about twelve. You know, okay. John Santa. Anyway, we get back to Sean Mooney. He's backstage waiting for the natural disasters. We just witnessed an incredible matchup involving the Legion of Doom and the Natural Disasters, Hawk and Animal retain the belts but uh, obviously earthquake and typhoon are not going to be pleased and they are going to demand 
a rematch, I'm sure, sometime soon. Now, I'm hoping to get a word with the uh, challengers, but uh, they are at this point here. Wait a minute. Jimmy Hart coming in, and uh, obviously they're not very pleased with We should be the World Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champions. I am going to call my lawyer. I'm going to get my attorney. I am fed up with this. I am fed up to hear with this. They should be the champions. We had the titles. I can't believe what it. happened? How come they were taking away? Well, ah, you know, it's, you, you have, have to. Guys. It must be Talk a pinball. Millions of people see it. Millions of people see what happened there. We're the champions. We're the WWE tag team champions. We beat them fair and square. They were cut out of the ring. We had our heads held high. We're the champions. You're going to see our attorneys. We're not put up with this stuff. We kicked their butts. And look what happens. They pull it away from us. It ain't going to happen no more. The referee awarded us the match. These guys are the champions. I'm calling our attorney. I'm getting a lawyer because we're not going to let these guys get away with that. No way, baby. We're fed up. This is it, baby. This is it, I'm sorry, uh, that is the official word. If we get our hands on you again, we will be the champions. Hawk and Animal, still the reigning tag team champions right now. Let's go back. Hart's going to call his lawyer. They won the titles and they took him away. They beat him fair and square. Didn't really read the rules, did they? I was going to say, and they never watched a title match before, like. <laughs> no. <laughs> I love it when he comes back to comes back to Monsoon and Bobby though, and Monsoon's like, "Well, they clearly never read the rule book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so the rules are very clear." <laughs> and then it cuts back to Gino. Right now, let's take you to Mean Gene. All right, thank you, Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan. Congratulations are in order for you, Rowdy Roddy Piper, the new Intercontinental Champion. One more time, baby. Only in America. Where else can a skinny 15-year-old kid come on down and become champion and have a chance at the world champion now? I'm going to go in there next me, Gene. There are going to be 30 guys. I'm going to have them falling down like President Bush. Thank the good Lord, the press got up them they ain't gonna be so lucky because i got a dream i do have a dream and i got my eye on the prize dedicate this one to colt all right rowdy rowdy piper one down one to go indeed if he were to win the royal rumble he would be making world wrestling federation history folks it is exciting once again i hope there is uh some kind of order with sean mooney let's go to you Well, thank you, Gene. The second half of the Royal Rumble still to come. For the first time in World Wrestling Federation history, 30 superstars will be involved in the championship bout. And as you can see, there is a great deal of tension here in the locker room, understandably so, as each participant has the chance to become the next World Wrestling Federation champion. Now, there are some favorites. There are also some underdogs. Excuse me, Shawn Michaels. Big opportunity coming your way this afternoon. Unfortunately, I cannot say the same for your should I say now, former tag team partner. Uh, Folks, you heard some of the details earlier. For those of you who missed that appalling incident that knocked Gennetti out of the Royal Rumble, let's take a look back and see what happened just one week ago on the barbershop. Shawn Michaels, I have to say that was one of the most heinous acts I have ever witnessed. You know, I don't know what the big deal is. Think about it, Gennetti. I saved you 29 other beatings. I mean, sure, you know, not as bad as the one I gave you, but 29 beatings nonetheless. And, you know, is there any doubt in my mind that I'm going to be walking home with the World Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Championship? I don't think so. Now everybody is going to find out 
what Shawn Michaels has known all along, that he is without a doubt the hottest thing the World Wrestling Federation has ever, ever laid eyes on. Mm, yeah, the Royal Rumble, the single greatest wrestling event and match ever in the history of the World Wrestling Federation. Competition, yeah, against 29 of the greatest wrestlers in the world. And only one man can win the prestigious World Wrestling Federation Championship belt. I've won it before. I've been there before. I've been to the top of the mountain. And I'm going back. I'm going back this afternoon. Two things I want to accomplish this afternoon, yeah. Number one, sometime I want to get my hands on the snake man. And the other thing is, yeah, I want to once again be the World Wrestling Federation champion. Oh, yeah. Dig it. See, it is this simple. The man who is standing last in the Royal Rumble will be the World Wrestling Federation champion. So all I ask you to do is open your eyes and it will hit you in the head like a shot. For you are looking at the man that is superior to all. You are looking at the next World Wrestling Federation champion. You are looking at Sid Justice. The last time the British Bulldog was in a match like this was in the Royal Albert Hall in London, England, my hometown. And what a thrill it was for me to dispose of 19 other opponents over the top rope and stand victorious in the hallowed halls of the Royal Albert Hall. But what a bigger thrill it's going to be this afternoon when the British Bulldog steps in the Royal Rumble and disposes of 29 other opponents and gets the World Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Championship belt around my waist, that will truly be a Royal Rumble. They say you can't always get what you want, but I've always been able to get what I need. This afternoon, the World Wrestling Federation Championship belt is on the line. For 29 other men, it's going to be a big disappointment. Now, I would never disappoint myself. You, I don't mind. And Savage, believe me when I tell you, I'll be waiting for you. Yeah, I'll save some for you. And I'll have just enough left to walk out with that title around my waist. Trust me. You're looking at the next World Wrestling Federation champion. You're looking at the man who rocks the cradle. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Today we find out who's the fastest of them all. We're at the Royal Rumble and 30 of the greatest World Wrestling Federation superstars gather today to find out who is the man for four months. I've called myself the real world champion. So for me, there's no back door. But remember, boys, and that's to all 29 of you, I've lived one way and one way only, and that's with the belief to be the man. You have to beat the man. And today at the Royal Rumble, I am the man. Woo! Oh, what a busy afternoon is going to be at my funeral parlor. 29 hearses have already been prepared. 29 bodies, 29 caskets. <laughs> <laughs>
standing atop this mass carnage will be the Undertaker, crowned once more World Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Champion. You know something, Hulkamaniacs? Later on this afternoon, we get to prove a point that no one else could prove except us, man. In one given afternoon, we're going to prove to the whole world the power of Hulkamania. We're going to prove that we can beat all 29 other superstars in the World Wrestling Federation to get our WWE title back. Oh, yeah. Winning the Royal Rumble is one thing. The most prestigious event in the WWE. But when you add the WWE title on top of that, that changes the whole picture, man. But Hulkamaniacs, this is our cup of tea. They're going to be coming from all different directions. Friend or foe, they're all the same in the Rumble. But it's just like always, we're always getting cheap-shotted by one of our so-called friends. Or we're always getting cheap-shotted by that no-good Jack Tunney. But this is our cup of tea. And in the Royal Rumble, we're going to prove that Hulkamania reigns supreme. But to all those people in Titan Tower, in the WWF offices, don't worry about The Undertaker or Jake the Snake stealing that belt, man. Me and my little Hulksters have a special battle plan for the Royal Rumble. And what you going to do when Hulk Hogan and his little Hulksters rumble all over you. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen. He's with a, a triumphant piper. Yeah, ecstatic. He says, oh, ecstatic. He says, only in America can a skinny 15-year-old kid become champion and go for another on the same night. He says, he's going to knock 30 guys down like President Bush. Because apparently he'd have a, he'd have a fall or something. Uh-huh. And then he goes all like Martin Luther King on it, saying he has a dream, and then he says he's got his eye on the prize, dedicates it to Colt, who we've just recently seen in the yeah. ring on WCW. So there's another one, WCW. Yeah. <laughs> another reference. <laughs> and then that segues straight into Shaw Mooney again. Yeah. Barbarian, fucking there's another one, WCW. Yeah. He walks Love past it. him. And uh, Shaw Michaels and his mullet, Talk to uh, Sean Mooney. Yeah, they showed the uh, one, infamous one week barbershop angle. The, yeah, I was going to say one week removed from that, wasn't it? Classic moment too, there, isn't it? One of the best angles ever, where he launches old Marty Ginetti, Party Marty through the window. Yeah. He says he's glad that he's uh, out of the Royal Rumble, Marty Ginetti, but he's done him a favour. He's saved him for 29 other beatings as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as bad as the one he'll give him, but he still saved him. And he says that is the hottest thing going. Um, Fair enough. Not bad from Michael. Not, not bad, not the greatest Michael's promo. And then, okay, now we get an absolute litany of uh, Royal Rumble promos. Yep. So, Savage pops up first. He wants Jake the Snake. Desperate for him. Sid does his old gritted teeth thing, talks through gritted teeth. What the fuck's that all about? Maybe a baby face, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, and that's the maddest thing. But what I did Sid miss Justice. was Sid Justice, exactly. <laughs> blue trunks, lovely. Um, blue teaster. <laughs> but he used to do that great, great, great thing and then shout. But there was no shouting. It was just all like, I am going to kill you. It's fucking weird. The repo man, he's shit. Yeah, I fucking hate him. He's shite. <laughs> And then uh, the bizarre dog pops up, and it is actually this bit that I was telling you about last time, where he says, 
He won a battle royal in London, England, my hometown. <laughs> and then he calls it he calls it the Royal Halbert Hall. <laughs> oh, it. brilliant! I love how, like, because obviously this is predominantly broadcast in the US, that no one would ever bat an eyelid at his accent sounding nothing like no. he's from London. <laughs> my hometown. That's steady pies. Um, <laughs> Does the do out Roberts pops up. That's an outpost. They don't do peas. They <laughs> don't do gravy. <laughs> Next up, Jake Roberts. Sinister, class, quality. Yeah. Jake Roberts promo, legendary. You love Jake Roberts then promos, don't you? Yeah. And then next up, Flair and Perfect. Mirror, mirror on the wall. <laughs> cuts, a, cuts an absolute belter. Classic yeah. Ric Flair promo. He says there's no back door for him because for like the last few months he's been going around saying he is the world's champion. Yeah. To be the man, you've got to beat the man. Cuts to Taker and Paul Bearer. And he says Taker's going to have a busy day at the funeral parlour. 29 caskets. Thought that was all right. Yeah. I hope they do and some of that on, like on Royal... I like these little mini little... Yeah, I think they're great. Bits. Yeah, I like them. It's going to be about four minutes worth of fucking audio to chip in, but <laughs> never mind. <laughs> last one is... Hulk Hogan, he wants yep. to prove the power of uh, Hulkamania. And the Royal Rumble match is his cup of tea, apparently. He keeps telling us it's his he cup of it tea. Last, he won it the previous year, did he not? And the year before that. Uh-huh. And he won it 89, Big John Stud, and then Duggan won it the first year. Yeah, right? Duggan won the first one, didn't he? So, it's Royal Rumble time. The rules yep. are announced, as always. Fink always was a blinding job. Yeah. And fucking Grandad Wooden Top Jack Tunney's out with the belt. Fucking, he was hell. like the the fake president, wasn't he? Yeah, gimmick yeah. president. Yeah, definitely. Gimmick pre- that's what I meant. Yeah. So we're going to call it like we called '97. I think I think that was probably the best way to do it. Yeah. Number one, David Boy Smith from Leeds, England. He's just said London is his hometown. I <laughs> know, yeah. Instant continuity error. <laughs> and he's not even from fucking Leeds. He's from Lancashire, you daft bastard. Classic braids. Lovely. He looks, he looks brilliant, doesn't he? He looks absolutely brilliant. Apart, apart from about five minutes in where you realise that only his, the back end of his mullet's braided, the top half isn't. <laughs> yeah, his, his <laughs> top part top gets all frayed and stuff, doesn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Number number two is uh, Ted DiBiase with Sensational Sherry. There's another two she, from uh, she looks WCW. Mid. Yeah, she, look, she looks, looks like look a fit. yeah, she looks like a brothel madam from Deadwood. <laughs> like, do you like a Wild West brothel madam? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. loudy, loudy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, nice. They just oh, she did. They just tee off on each other, and Davy eliminates him. That was a quick one, wasn't it? No it was. Winding down there. Number three is Ric Flair. Heen and his fucking apoplectic. It's genius. He's <laughs> not fair to Flair. And then Did Flair already say he was third, though, like earlier on in the night. Yeah, in that little Coliseum video thing. With oh, but, oh, fair enough, then. He wouldn't have we, seen we that. Have mi- we, we have missed it yeah. out of here, but, you know, I didn't know if he'd got the Coliseum stuff, so turns out he did. Yeah. But Davey picks him up and press slams him 
like up and down for a good twenty seconds. Yeah, <laughs> I was playing straight on him. Flair, Flair's back. Can he take that? <laughs> yeah, have you noticed how he takes a backdrop where he lands on his shoulder? He lands on the, yeah, he does. Yeah, how yeah. does how does everyone like adhere to that? Like, is that no just idea. a thing? Like, because or does he? Is I it think just the he way just he moves his body. I think he moves himself in the air because he broke his back in a plane crash, didn't he? Or something. Yeah, yeah. I remember you but saying he's bumping Flair. Flair's bumping him everything for him, making him Flair's, absolutely uh, amazing. Flair's brilliant in this match. Absolutely brilliant. Flair is this is fucking world class Ric Flair. Do you know what I mean? This is yeah. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. He was better in the eighties, obviously, but this this is sort of like the end of his peak. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Number four, Sags from the Nasty Boys. Another There's another one. <laughs> <laughs> Go, goes for Davy Boy. Forms like the first, first little heel alliance. First little, yeah, I was just to say that first little alliance gets gets fod. You always get them in a rumble, don't you? Classic them. Of course you do. Yeah. But Davy dumps out Sags and Flair begs off. Classic Flair. Yeah. Heenan's just absolute gold. Apoplectic. It's brilliant. Yep. And who's, who's, number, who's five? number five? <laughs> another WCW. Fucking- Meng. Haku. Meng. <laughs> we love you, Meng. Good luck, lads. You see Meng coming in, you think, oh, for fuck's sake, I've, I've had a shit to me. Goes to um, town on Davy Boy, doesn't he? Fucking hell. Oh, yeah. And then Flair makes the mistake of chopping him and just fucking bails onto the bottom rope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does a naughty pal driver as well, does Meng. It does. Yeah. But then he gets eliminated. Whoever dumps him out, silly boy. Silly, silly boy. <laughs> It was Bulldog, wasn't it? I think Bulldog got eliminated. He was on fire. Oh, yeah. Bulldog, Bulldog got a fair few on this. Fair, fair few eliminations. So did Flair, to be fair. On number six, Michaels. They're all going yeah. at it. Yeah. Michaels hangs on from Davy Boy because Davy Boy wants to get, get shot of him. Who's next? Number seven. Number seven, Tito Santana, a guy I'm not an awfully familiar with, to be honest. Well, he used to be good, Tito Santana. Another sort of high flyer Mexican guy. He was in. Strike Force, the tag team with Rick Martel, but right. they repackaged him as a not racist at all. El Matador, Tito Santana, and dressed <sighs> him as a fucking bullfighter. <laughs> oh, dear me. VA comes in, number eight, Barbarian. So that's Luke. In his loincloth. <laughs> that's absolute who's who of future WCW stars, isn't it? It's brilliant. <laughs> it's fucking great. <laughs> it's actually like you couldn't have picked a better event because there's so many guys that we're so familiar with and it's also Royal Rumble week so it just fits perfectly yeah. <laughs> this is this just ties into everything it's genius <laughs> and then like he goes after Davies the other three all go at it number nine is the Texas Tornado Kerry Von Eric. yeah I can't believe they call him that because <laughs> they didn't want another warrior he was known yeah. as the modern day warrior but uh, this is Kerry Von Eric when he's had when he had a prosthetic foot. So is that real? Mm. What do you mean? A pros- well, no, it's pro- it's pro- it's prosthetic, man. <laughs> yeah, but what do you mean? Like what? You had to have a new. He foot? lost it. He lost his foot. He lost his foot in a motorbike accident. So and oh, he was really? like a guard guarded secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that? What's he? He used to wrestle with a, like a fake foot. Yeah, that's mental. Don't even know that. I guess he lost a bit of his. You know, pizzazz with that. Then he must have lost a bit of his quality. He was he was fucking huge, wasn't he? At the time, at one time, yeah, with his, with his brothers and stuff. The fucking hell! I mean, the uh, film tragic case. 
Yeah, MJF plays the gimmick fucking cousin in it. Yeah. So, fucking Nick Nemeth, not Nick Nemeth, who's that other little dickhead? He's probably Ryan Nemeth. Ryan Nemeth, he's in it as well. Is he? Oh, God. Is he Flair? No, but whoever's Flair, he's he's woeful. I've seen seen a little clip of it. Fucking dreadful. (laughs) That bad. The guy who plays Harley Race, he actually got that nailed on, to be fair. Yeah. Even so, Kerry Von Eric comes in and renews his old rivalry with Flair, who does yeah. that fucking face bump that Mark hates. <laughs> I'm not a fan of it. I won't lie. <laughs> I know it's classic Flair, but it's but I don't like his fucking Ray Stevens turnbuckle bump when he runs down the, the apron and just always get close, you know, yeah. gets clotheslined or like thrown off the top or something. Never, <laughs> never comes off for him, does it? <laughs> no, never. <laughs> Number 10 is Repo Man, the former Demolition Smash, the former yeah. Crusher Khrushchev. You've seen him before in the yeah. Russian match in oh, yes. back yeah. in 86. Yeah, I'd like to never see um, him again, realistically. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's not for me. He sneaks around the ring. The ring's filling up now, to be fair. Flair can't get shot a bulldog. He's like a bit of a nemesis for him tonight. Number yeah. 11, another, another guy we've seen. Yeah, Greg the Hammer <laughs> Valentine. I don't know why they've put him in at fucking 11. They should have put him in at 1. This cunt takes yeah. half an hour to warm up anyway. <laughs> Didn't he then say something along those lines as well? Like, oh, he, might, he, might, he might do all right here. You know, it takes him 15, 20 minutes to get going. <laughs> He's right, though. <laughs> Michaels is hanging on from Bulldog and uh, and Kerry. They're trying to get Michaels out. Number 12, yeah. Nikolai Volkov. Yeah. Can't see, can't see him being in long. Got fucking 45 here. <laughs> it, look, it looks every bit of it and more. <laughs> oh, he's fucked. But, you know, plays a Russian uh, from Serbia originally. So, <laughs> you know, uh, right. Valentine puts a figure four on Flair. I guess you know, that gets uh, a good reaction, doesn't it? Yeah, not from Heenan. He's shitting himself as uh, Nikolai gets dumped out by the fucking repo man. Of all the people to dump out Nikolai, the repo. Yeah, man. Why are you wasting eliminations on him? Don't give him any. Oh, shit. <laughs> Number 13, Big Boss Man. Another on Bubba. <laughs> Big Bubba. Okay, now there's so many guys. I love how WCW just literally just got anyone that was anyone in WWF. <laughs> well, that's what they do. Like, that's what they did. Like, Vince let them all go because he was trying to go for Build younger talent. Yeah. And less, and well, and also less roided up talent, right? Yeah. So. He got shot of him, and they each went, thank you very much, I'll have them, I'll have that one. <laughs> and another. <laughs> and then um, he just goes teeing off on all the heels. Valentine yeah. gets out by the repo man, for fuck's sake. He's then tossed out himself by the big boss man. Thank fuck he's gone. Dreadful. Yep. Heenan's, Heenan's like, I want to go ringside, I need to get to the ring, I need to get to the ring. He's fucking great. <laughs> Flair gets rid of Davy Boy as well, doesn't he? Up next. And Kerry, and Kerry Von Eric, yeah. 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 Fucking mad. Number 14, Hercules Hernandez. Big roided up fucker he is. Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> I always forget you've never seen the Nutty Professor, have you? <laughs> no, and why would I? I'm just pulling out a Nutty Professor reference again every single time. <laughs> Other shit films I've seen, Moana, fucking Finding Nemo, Finding Dory, anything, any sort brilliant. of kids film. Moana's is brilliant. Fantastic film, that mate. What? It's a, it's a brilliant film, mate. 
What can I say except you're welcome, Mark? <laughs> Encanto, there's another one I've been on recently. We, we don't talk about Bruno, and we haven't tonight, to be fair. No, he's, he's been quiet. Fucking dog. <laughs> Tito and Michaels eliminate each other. Yeah. Herc, but, uh, Herc, Hercules dumps Barb out, but Flair hangs on. Bossman yeah. dumps Hercules out, so it's just Bossman and Flair now. Flair's yeah. selling, and he and he ducks out, and Bossman flies into the top rope and has to push himself out. <laughs> that was much That looked a bit shit, yeah. <laughs> Flair's on his sod now. Well, Flair's on his sod, and he act like he's, acts like he's won. He's, and now he's just like, the new champion. <laughs> he's fucking brilliant. Do you now see the parallels of um, Steve Austin waiting for Brett to come in? Yeah. In 97. Yeah. And, and obviously... Number 15 is Rowdy Roddy Piper, and that's why it's booked superbly for me, because yeah. Piper and Flair, if you know anything about like the old territories and stuff, you know, they were a big, big feud. Yeah. So Yeah. It gets a huge pop again. Absolute monster of a pop. Yeah. It's fired up like fuck as well, and Heenan sells it brilliantly, and so does Flair. Yeah. It's like business like, picks up now, isn't it? That's what it is. Oh, properly. And Heenan's going, not him, anyone but him. <laughs> <laughs> and and watching these two, it's just class. Because obviously, yeah. Piper's Piper, right? You know what you're getting from Piper. But yeah. Flair just makes everybody that he's in the ring with look like a million fucking dollars. Yeah. And then 16's Jake Roberts, who... Sits in the corner and just, just chills, just watches on. Lets them, it. Yeah, them to crack on, which I thought was class. And he yeah. still going fucking mad. And then Piper saves. It's my favorite bit of the whole fucking thing. Piper saves Flair from the DDT, and Heenan's thanking him, saying it's, it's a kilt, not a skirt. And then he stomps on Flair, and Heenan's like, "You no good creep, you skirt wearing freak." And all this shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's absolutely class. <laughs> so fucking good. <laughs> 32 years on and I still pop for that no matter what I pop for brilliant. it it's brilliant <laughs> absolutely brilliant Heenan's on fire and he like no one there's no one really that's quite ever got to that level of like heel commentator is there no no but it for me is the best Ventura was good but Heenan took colour commentary to a heel colour commentary to a different fucking level Piper used to be a, that's how he started in the Carolinas Piper as a, as a heel commentator Colour commentator. He was like the first heel colour commentator, and he oh. and he was fucking great because because he was quite small. Yeah, he was brought in as like a manager kind of guy. Yeah, because he could talk like fuck. Obviously, seventeen Duggan for fuck's sake. <laughs> WCW. Yep. Batters Flair, who just takes so much all match. He just takes everything for everybody. Yeah. He even Monsoon puts him over. He's, yeah, he's, he's like, his intestinal fortitude and all that. He's he's that's he's it. really like he's impressed him tonight, which took some doing and all that. Yeah, that's true. He was brilliant in the match. Like, oh, like, he's, he, like his ability to I, I don't know what the word is like to make everyone even if it's someone shite, it makes them look like looks like Men, like a genuine threat, don't they? And that's what he used to do for 10, 15 years when he was 
NWA champion, you go territory to territory, put their top baby face, like make their top baby face look like he was going to beat him and then just sneak him in at the end after an hour or something or do yeah. Broadway and make it look like the greatest match going. There's a, there's a fucking skill to that. However, number 18, Irwin R. Chinlock. <laughs> Another WCW guy. <laughs> I'm sat there going, if I see a fucking Chinlock in this match, I will be fuming. <laughs> I'm proper fuming. And then we get Duggan versus Chinlock for a bit. I'm like, this is a fucking nightmare. Well, I'm, a I'm not enjoying this bit. <laughs> fucking hell. Did we get that Luckily, one? Luckily. No. Oh, probably. Fucking hell. Can you imagine? <laughs> Chinlock and Ho. Jesus. <laughs> but luckily, it's saved by number 19, Murderfly Jimmy Snooker. Is that why he's getting booed, or is it just... No, I don't know why. He's getting booed to fuck on my... On was it? My That's why they, they probably put it in, packed the booze in, because he's getting <laughs> cheered on mine. Was Fresh he? off killing another woman, no doubt. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear, man. <laughs> <laughs> Again, he goes straight to Flair, though. Absolutely, he's absolutely the match, man. There's like yeah. so many parallels to 97 with Austin. It's great. Yeah. No, it's good. Yeah, because he's like, he's he's been spouting it off about he's a real world champion and all that. Everyone wants to get rid of him, don't yeah. they? So that's, that's why that's it's it. so good. Um, there's another rumble. I can't remember which one it was where Man puts a bounty on Austin's head as well. It might be 99. And I think that's one. Is that the one where Man wins it, 99? Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of shit, that, isn't it? The way, like, because the whole thing is, like, it's just McMahon and Austin all the way, isn't it? It's not, like, it doesn't work as well, that one. Not really. But then, uh, number 20, Taker. Yeah. And business, business picks up again. Gets rid Snooker's of Snooker very quickly, doesn't he? <laughs> See you later. Very soon. quickly. But then 21, here we go. Yeah. Macho Man Randy Savage, another WCW. Yep. Sprit, he's after Jake. They've got an issue because of the snake biting Savage's arm, right? Yep. So, sprints to the ring, Jake bails. Taker grips him and Jake slithers back in. Class. Love it. Yeah. Because, like, Jake and Taker had a bit of an alliance for a bit and then it all Did went they? tits up. And he was, yeah, it went tits up because Jake comes backstage on some taping and goes, Whose side are you on? And Taker just does, like, Not yours. <laughs> So, and that's how that went. Classic, and that's how nineties take a promo. That yeah, it must have been rec- It must have been recently after this because they face each other at Mania Eight, and it's Jake's last match. Because ah. and then he got fucked by Bill Watts because he, he he was get he, he went to WCW. He held Vince up for a payday at WrestleMania Eight. Did the job because he was going to WCW. Went to get his WCW mega contract. Turns out Bill Watts was had just taken over. Bill Watts hates Jake Roberts because Jake Roberts' his dad was his right-hand man and right. Jake Roberts hated his dad and said, uh, no, you're not worth that and give him about a quarter of what he was supposed to be getting. So. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, and he couldn't go, go back to Vince. Couldn't go back to Vince because he'd held him up. So, yeah. So, Savage eliminates Jake. Then I thought eliminated himself. No, I thought that as However, well. However, what makes sense about this one is back in 1992, apparently because he wasn't thrown over by somebody else, he's allowed back in. Makes sense. Yeah, that doesn't exist anymore, that, is it? does it? No. But uh, <laughs> Taker a, take a slides under the bottom rope and throws Savage back in. So he's going to take over on Savage. 22 is the fucking berserker, woeful gimmick. Absolutely Yeah, I had woeful. no idea who he is. Yeah, He's interested. a guy called J- John Nord, who was big in the AWA as Nord the Barbarian, but 
you couldn't have another barbarian. That, so. yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, would you argue with fucking with Barb? No, 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 definitely not. <laughs> it is the word. I mean, it's it's such a bad gimmick. It's really, really, really dreadful. And he's another one wearing a fucking loincloth. Flareworks over Savage, which is the Mania 8 main event. That'll be on in a couple of months. Piper and Taker team up to choke Flair. And number 23, Mark, is one mil Virgil. (laughs) That's I've got in mind, one mil Virgil (laughs) in his stripy (laughs) pants. Yeah, it looks like fucking like a barber's pole or Aquafresh toothpaste or something. (laughs) Just just come out, just bang 70 women in the back. Loved it. Yep. Well, he might as well add to the number while he's there. <laughs> That's it. Um, <laughs> Taker tries to dump Flair, but Flair hanging on for merry fuck like he always does. 24 yeah. is Colonel Mustafa, a.k.a. Sheiky Baby. <laughs> is that him? Is that Ian, Ian Sheik? <laughs> yeah. Is it? Why was he called that? Fucking... Because he was part of like Sergeant Slaughter, Sergeant Slaughter's oh, anti-America Iraq, Iraq thing. thing, yeah. Yeah. But he looks like a fucking spud. He does. He looks stupid, doesn't he? Shit. Why did they change his gimmick? Because obviously that was his whole thing, the Iron Cheek. Because he came back as like an Iran Iraqi sympathizer when he's actually from Iran and they know them two don't like each other. <laughs> it was like a rib on him or something. No, it's just like you've not been doing much for a while, mate. You've been doing fucking jobs in WCW, so yeah. here's some money. Take it. It's like it's like to, Tony Atlas with that fucking proper racist African gimmick. That's Saba Simba. Oh yeah, and it's, it's dreadful. But Tony Atlas is like, listen, I was on the streets, mate. I was it saved my life that yeah, gimmick, yeah. even though it was dodgy. But number twenty-five, Rick Martel, the model, absolutely class in ring. Probably not the best match to highlight him, but yeah. he was the longevity holder at the time, like. Been in there for like 40, Longest 50 time, minutes yeah. or something. Uh, Sheik's gone. <laughs> <He's> gone. <laughs> didn't, didn't last long. <laughs> at, least he could, at least he could get dumped out. Like, I don't like, like the gimmick. Like, like the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was it, 17? Was it 17? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he won because he couldn't get put over the top rope. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> it's funny, 20... that, that battle royale thing. It's brilliant. 26 is Hulk Hogan. Yeah, Fresh that's from trying to talk his son out of getting a DUI charge. <laughs> I hate to give it to him, but I think his is probably the Tarrant. Yeah, but it's peak Hogan. Well, it's not peak Hogan. It's like the dying the down of Hogan. Downward, downward yeah. spiral. Lucky draw from that, isn't it? 26. Yeah, I don't know how you got that one. <laughs> uh, the fact that he's riding up to fuck and can't go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might be it. So obviously he, got, he goes on the tear. Clearing yep. up numbers game takes tri- over. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. He dumps Taker out of a shit clothesline. Yeah, that was crap. This I was slightly then, disappointed with that. Me too. Then, uh, then he dumps the Berserker out. Thank fuck. And then uh, <laughs> Duggan and Virgil both eliminate each other. Or both double over the top elimination. That works for me. That works for me. <laughs> Get rid of him. <laughs> Twenty-seven Skinner. Another woeful gimmick. Yeah. What was that? Garbage. So Skinner's St- Steve Kern, who was in the fabulous ones with Stan Lane. Do you know the guy who took over in the Midnight Express? Yeah. Like, really good really good tag team. Like, he's, he, he's um, Punk did the foot. Do you remember when they had that Meltzer thing and 
Instagram and he said he'd just read, he wrote the forward for Steve Kern's book and he just read it and he said him and Coco had a ding dong and then he'd sorted out in the office the next day or something and then yeah. Melissa was kicking off. That's Steve Kern. Right, okay. He used to run a Florida Championship Wrestling. Right. So he's, he's, he's sound solid. Then it starts to sort of pick up with the eliminations now, doesn't it? Yeah. Apart from Flair, because Flair's just hanging on for Flair's the Going in there. Everyone's tried to get rid of him. They can't get rid of him. 28 Sergeant Slaughter. He's um, a fucking machine, Rick Flair, though. He's in his mid 40s here. Yeah, he's got some He's got some cardio mad. on him, hasn't he? Oh, fuck yeah. Sergeant Slaughter. I, know, I couldn't believe that. I was buzzing with Sergeant Slaughter. I think he just turned face as well. Yeah. Skin, skin is gone. Gets dumped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a lot of eye rakes going on, like Hogan and Piper and Marcella just raking everyone's fucking eyes. It's a bit weird. Yeah, baby faces raking eyes, loving it. Classic <laughs> Hogan, though, isn't it? Flair's <laughs> broke the record of longevity, apparently, at this time, for 50-odd yeah. minutes. 29, he's uh, old Sydney Vicious, Sydney Justice. He gets a, a good big reaction. pop as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he's on the cusp of his heel turn, which to me was baffling because he was getting... Fucking Pop City, and this wasn't what, that him though? What... Wasn't that his decision? I don't think so. Because I remember, was... I remember Nash. I remember Nash telling a story about how Vince said to him, "I, I want to give you like Hulk's boots. I want you to be the, the my next big baby face." And he was like, "I think I've got more money as a heel or something like that." Like, I swear that I've Maybe. heard that story. But I think they turned him here because they wanted to do Hogan Flair at Mania 8 and then they did it on house shows and they said it wasn't drawing enough so they did Flair Savage for the belt and then the co-main event was Hogan versus Sid. How was that not drawing though? Is it just because the match wasn't I good just, or what? Was it just think. the business at the time? The business was down to be fair. It was on the downslide. 1993 is when it fell off a fucking cliff. I don't understand why but the turn of Sid here yeah, it's baffling because he didn't do anything really uh, to make him turn he, heel. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, but it's Hogan in it, so yeah, nothing makes sense. Make sense. <laughs> Last man in the Warlord, aka Daddy Ryback, <laughs> fucking aka Batista's favorite wrestler. <laughs> that man, is... He is. he's got, he's got a fucking. Bike pump up his ass and, and, and oh, massively. Do you not know that story about where he was asking? I think he was asking Michaels or something to. Oh him, yeah, you I know, think you're full. You're full. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fucking brilliant. <laughs> so there, everyone's in now, and for me, bump of the night, Sergeant Slaughter from an Irish oh, yeah. city. He went fucking oh, flying, didn't he? That was and a great elimination. That was a great elimination. You don't see anything like that, do you? That was good, that. I forgot about that. It's my sec- probably my second favourite elimination ever. My first one's Takamishinoku's flipping face plant. That's, that is the, <laughs> the, the greatest. But, the gold standard. <laughs> yeah, Piper dumps chin lock. Lovely. Yeah, see you later. <laughs> Warlord's gone. Yeah, but he gets rid of him using minutes. his tie. It was brilliant. It's absolutely oh, brilliant. He does, yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> Pulls his tie. <laughs> See you later, Chinlock. Um, so there's got, we've got six left. And old yeah. Sydney double dumps Martel and Piper, which is a shame. Yeah. Your final four is Flair, Savage, Sid and Hogan. Not a bad four, that is it. I'd get rid of Sid, like, but... <laughs> it's still pretty decent, though, isn't it? 
Flair bumps into Sid as he's trying to dump Macho out, and he's gone. Yeah, Savage. Flair's on the apron, and Sid dumps Hogan out, yeah? Pronouns, pal. Um, So Hogan grabs Sid's arm like the ultimate fucking baby face he is because he's a bit upset, (laughs) boo-hoo. And uh, Flair dumps Sid out with Hogan's help. Unbelievable rumble. It's a good, it's a good fit. Yeah, like the Hogan things, it makes no sense because it's like every man for himself in it. So why is that a heel turn? It shouldn't really be, should it? But it is, I suppose, because it's on the top top guy, isn't it? Fucking Hogan for you, man. I thought it's the best rumble by far for me personally. I think, and uh, we get new new WWF champ Woo Wings Ricky Flair himself. <laughs> it's good. It's a good rumble. I think the only thing with it, it's a bit long. Like that, you know, like how the interval between them, it's 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 two minutes in it. I think it's yeah. now like it's like ninety seconds now. It feels a little bit quicker. I don't know. Like it is. I liked the second half of it a lot better than the first half, though. Yeah. I think it picked up. I just thought that. it was. I thought it was well paced. Do you know what I mean? Like crescendo ending. Um, the ending really good. I, and then it's just like Hogan betrayed by his friend, but clearly doesn't get every man for himself. Cretin. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Then he spits his dummy out and chases Flair out because obviously he's got to take the fucking spotlight and with yeah. the stare down after birth with Sid. And it's like, oh, the classics are down. Fucking Pat Patterson, Tony Gurria, Rene Goulet, and yeah. Sex Pest Terry Garvin. Yeah, it's, cl- it's classic Hogan, isn't it? Let me get the limelight at the end, even though I've lost. Fucking, I know, it's like fucking... Hogan must pose, it doesn't work for me, brother, all that fucking cliches coming in. It's fucking bollocks, man. Yeah. And this is why Hogan's a fucking dick. <laughs> I'm sick of it. I know a lot of it, a lot of it with this one is probably McMahon having to cater to him as well, because he's like, that it don't work for me, brother. It's not like a a common saying for nothing. You know, he's there's reasons behind it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it. But then to top it all off, after banging out an hour. Yeah. Big Flair and winning the whole fucking thing. Cuts backstage to Gene Oakland, and we've got Flair, Heenan, Mr. Perfect, and Grandpa Woodentop, Jack Tunney, to present the fucking belt to him. All right, by virtue of winning the Royal Rumble, we have a brand new World Wrestling Federation champion as the press watches on at this time to present the title belt to the new champion, our president, the distinguished Jack Tunney. Congratulations, Ric Flair, on becoming the undisputed champion of the World Wrestling Federation. Let me just say, after Vera distorting the belt to proclaim you the real world champion, I'm going to tell you all, with a tear in my eye, this is the greatest moment in my life. When you walk around this world and you tell everybody you're number one, the only way you get to stay number one is to be number one. And this is the only title in the wrestling world that makes you number one when you are the king of the WWE. You rule the world. Think about it like that, Mr. Perfect. Guys, we're not here, Megan. Woo! Woo! Let's give a big one! Woo! Woo! You can 
Shannon. I was never so impressed with anything I've ever seen in all my life. He went out there for over 60 minutes, never took a back step, took it to Hogan, took it to The Undertaker, took it to whoever got in that ring. That's why he is, hey, Bobby called now, the real world heavyweight champion. We're not the kind of guys to say, we told you so, but we told you so. <laughs> okay, very good. Rick Flair, you have made world, put that cigarette out. You have made World Wrestling Federation history here tonight. It's the greatest moment of my life. I want to jump. I want to party. But I got to tell you like this. For the Hulk Hogan's and the Macho Man's and the Pipers and the Sids. Now it's Ric Flair. And y'all pay homage to the man. Woo! <laughs> I love it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps it up. We hope you have enjoyed your Royal Rumble. For my broadcast and this is one of my favorite flare promos. That's brilliant. The tear in his eye. This is the greatest day of his life. And that belt means you're number one. Like yeah. uh, king of the WWF. Whoever is the king of the WWF rules the world. Nice fuck you to Jim Hurd there on the sly. Love that. Yeah. Big triple woo. And then Heenan puts him over fucking huge. And Heenan in perfect say, in unison, they hate to say they told you so, but... We told you so. So <laughs> it's a great, it's a great uh, promo to finish off, isn't it? Yeah, of course really it is. is. And then he says, "Flair's like he wants to party." No shit, always <laughs> wants to party, doesn't he? And you can all pay homage to the man. Yeah, Class. that's Class. brilliant. I loved yeah. it, me. Yeah, it's very good. Very, very, very good rumble. I'd Had you seen have... it before? No. Not in its entirety. I've seen bits and pieces, obviously, but um, it was a very, it was a very good rumble. I think, I think with me with rumbles, I don't necessarily, I don't remember them as much. The, the, the only other one that I love, like just like nostalgically, is, is the one where Punk's like cutting promos in the yeah, middle of it. That's one of our favourite rumbles, and I don't even well, remember who won it. I don't remember who won it. I just know that like those early bits of Punk were brilliant. Two thousand and eight was it? No, it wasn't. No, it was later than that. It's like it nine, ten, straight into society, wasn't it? Can't remember yeah, who won it. it was, I think it was it like the year before he went into the before he did the Nexus thing and went on his title run. Something like that, yeah. Probably Cena, wasn't it? Or Orton or someone like that. But I just remember. Was it? I don't know. I can't remember. Was it 2010, 2011? It was when he had the long hair still. And he had, I think he had red trunks on in the match. Yeah, I can't remember off the top of my head. Someone will fucking correct us, no doubt. Yeah. But yeah, it was. It's a brilliant rumble. I can see why you like it so much. It's, I must have such a, like a nostalgic thing watching it back. And, and star power. Look at oh, the yeah. names that are in there. Fucking yeah. hell. Definitely. Like future, like former future world champions. You know, Hall of Famers. Legends, yeah. Brilliant. I didn't mind the two previous ones where Hogan wins, but this is just well booked. And because you've got Flair in it, who can do... The lion's share of everything. He must have been in there, what, an hour? An hour? An hour? Yeah. 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 And, and this is where it started. Well, yeah, because you didn't have anyone who could go an hour previously. Yeah. I mean, Brett probably could, Michaels probably could, but they weren't stars mm. at the time. Like, they weren't, like, top-tier main eventers. But this is, like, it's one of his defining fucking, you know, performances, to be fair. Yeah. It's mad, isn't it, that he's so, like... 
Is this the only ever time he won the WWF title? Yeah, one time, yeah. That was it, wasn't it? And then he fucked back off, did he? Yeah, but to win it like that, fucking... And then he, yeah, he dropped, it to, he dropped it to Brett. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a hell of a rub for Brett, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, massively. But we're going to go to our post shows, as always. Yeah. What was your match of the night? The rumble, isn't it? Like, yeah, of course yeah, it is. It's no, always that. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be out else, is it? You sure it wasn't uh, the Bushwhackers versus the Beverly <laughs> Brothers? Oh, well, it was a close second, but you know, I think the rumble took just edges. It <laughs> top class. Uh, MVP. I mean, I can't choose Flair. between them, but pardon, Flair or Heenan. Flair, Flair and Heenan. I'm going to say as a as a package, because yeah. it was Heenan. Was with Flair essentially, but he yeah, built it. fucking absolutely, yeah. yeah. He was, he's like Flair's the musician, he didn't wrote the he's lyrics, a composer, to it. and yeah, the lyrics. Yeah. It's like he was fucking tandem, just and they weren't even in the same vicinity as each other. It's fucking brilliant. Dick of the day, you've got to go for Hogan for his bullshit fucking ending. Like, I'm going for Hogan, who are you going for? Bushwhackers, <laughs> nah, yeah, fair dude. Uh, no, yeah. the if you I, mean, I, I, that, I mean, that that match one like pretty much skipped half of it. I hated it that much, so I think I'll have to give it to them because you know everything else was fine. I mean, the Hogan thing I can just let slide because I'm just used to him doing that shit. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but he's still fucking annoying. So he yeah. he gets uh, Hogan and the Bushwhackers can share the pubic enema award. <laughs> uh, Barn of the night, mate. There's many to choose from. Piper, he's got to be in there. Yep, I've got uh, Sid's fucking ramen head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That fucking gimpy manager with the bushwhackers. I can't remember what he was named. Was oh, grease Jameson. Bomb. The absolute grease bomb, that. Beverly Brothers mullets. They're uh, class. Fucking Lanny Poffo. That's a bit of a dirty one as well. Uh, Perfect's like slicked back mullet with a little curl at the front in a ponytail. <laughs> that was pretty dreadful. He looks like a fucking like gym mom or something, doesn't he? Like <laughs> in his shell suit, yeah. going power walking or something. Salmon pink. Get me steps in, love. Get me steps in, Marjorie. <laughs> I don't know who to give it to. Honestly, don't know. Uh, my choice is probably going to be Sid's ramen head. <laughs> Dolph, Dolph Ziggler haircut. Yeah, I'm happy with it. I mean, I think Piper's you know, stood out to me as well, but yeah, I'll, I'll go Sid. Oh, you could you could have Piper, you could have a dual winner. Yeah, go on, have Piper in there as well. Why not? <laughs> have you not seen uh, Dolph Ziggler now? Like he's uh, he straightens his hair. Yeah, it's well, fucking weird. But it, yeah. it doesn't straighten down; it straightens like outwards. Out. <laughs> it's weird. What Nick so, Nemeth? Nick Nemeth, yeah. He's yeah. in yeah. CNA now, isn't he? Yeah, the wanted man up in the world, isn't he? <laughs> That's his new gimmick, the wanted man. Whatever that means. The wanted is he wanted by Billy Corgan? Is that it? <laughs> he's NWA, isn't he? Billy Corgan. Yeah, no, but that, that's who he's wanted by, probably. Oh right, yeah. Because <laughs> I don't think because right, his brother's a jobber there, and he's been hanging out backstage at AEW, and he's not yeah. been signed. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. In ring, he's fucking class. I never, I never so, got it with him. No, he, I think he's 
in ring. I think he's pure class, but he's just shit. He needs to might reinvent himself to on TNA. TV. Yeah, but he just needs to not be on. Well, he's not really on TV. He's on TNA, isn't he? But you know, he needs to just go away for a bit and sort yeah. of, you know, Maybe. not be. But he's in New Japan. For, be... He popped up in New Japan, didn't he, the other week? So did fucking Jack Berry for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, good point. Jesus. Good point. <laughs> dreadful, dreadful, dreadful. Anyway, this is going to be uh, your part one of a January Blues Royal Rumble weekend double header. Yeah, along along with the. Uh, the nitro that we uh, haven't done for a while, so mm-hmm. it's been a good one. It has been a good one. We've got a couple of nice shows for you. Then we're gonna it's gonna be a lot for January, I'm afraid. But then in the month of February, we're gonna do the go home show to Super Brawl Seven and Super Brawl Seven itself. See what's going on with that. See if uh, Piper versus Flair Alcatraz Nightmare is uh, <laughs> is gonna be any good. Piper versus Hogan, do you mean? Sorry. Did I say Piper versus Flair? Yeah, that'll probably got be better. Got Flair on the brain. Yeah, <laughs> got Flair on the brain. So, uh, past tense might be coming back down the line. Probably some more WWF stuff because uh, Mark's got a real distaste for the old WCW stuff. <laughs> the production's not quite good, is it? <laughs> old, uh, well, wouldn't you know who won the Tony? We'll see. Yeah. We've got to get through it. We've got to get through that, got, that fight for the fallen, and then we might be able right. to get a bit better. Then, all right, Daniel Beddingfield, you got to get through it, have you? Got to get through this. <laughs> I got to get through this. Right, and I've got to fuck off because I'm hungry. So, yeah, if you want to, uh, if you want to like us, retweet us, or any of that on the Big X Twitter, it's at Adjective Pod. If you want to give us a five star, Davy Meltzer, we get over in your room. If you want to subscribe to us, give us a nice Owen Hart in Sigori on that subscribe button. And uh, we will see you in the month of February. So, without further ado, let's get Hulk Hogan. Rick Flair. Rick Flair. Let's get out of there. <laughs> Uh, I think I think Hulk Hogan Hogan works. Flair and Bobby, I need to go to the toilet to do a jobby. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, uh, Mysterio. Cheerio. <laughs> <laughs> keep running from the dog then. <laughs> <laughs>